0: Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to 2024. Ricky Dean with the Sports Moose Media Podcast, joined by my buddy Rick Burkett, who is who is hunkered down in Mobile, Alabama, after the after the storms we had last night. Uh, Rick and them had some had some damage over there close to their place, and uh, we'll talk about that. We fared well here in uh, in the Greater Uri Jetto Metroplex as. uh, as things passed through here, but I never really woke up. I don't know whether I needed the sleep or whether it just didn't get that bad. I know it got windy there for a while at one time because I could hear it whistling, but I did get out and check, and, and Rick, I, something that I was glad to see today is it looks like my new roof withheld everything, um, withstood everything, I guess I should have said, but uh, all the shingles are still there. So um so we did good there. We we kept the shingles on the roof and we've made it through our first big storm of 2024. You guys had some uh, damage close to you though, didn't you?
1: Uh yeah, and uh just uh, I think uh we I just say praise the Lord, thank Jesus for for everybody uh because there were some tornadoes down. We had some Touched down here, close close to my house out here in West Mobile, and uh, I think we had three or four on the ground at one time in uh, in West Mobile County, and, and then the line kind of uh, it's like as you went down in elevation, where it's kind of hilly out here, but as you got toward the bay, they they kind of dissipated, but then they picked back up again uh, once you got going back up in elevation on the Baldwin County and. Scheme of Canada over the Northwest Florida side, and uh, there was some pretty good videos uh, today on the Weather Channel and uh, stuff of uh, some damage, you know, trailer park damage and stuff like that. And we actually had some damage here at here at my at my house. I had uh, sell a couple a uh, couple fence panels blown in, and uh, like the one right beside the house in the driveway, uh, broke the broke the four by four that. The, you know the two by fours that the panels the fence are up against so uh had to repair that today and then, and then it, it really did look a lot like what it looks like after a, a, a tropical system comes through or something like that a lot of limbs down the yard and we had power outages and the uh trees down out here in in this particular area of Mobile county and uh and uh, they had I think had everybody's power back up around noon today Yeah, and
0: and, you know, one thing that I told you earlier when when I was coming home is that I actually met a convoy i mean it was a line a good line of maybe probably about a quarter of a mile maybe even a half a mile of nothing but power company trucks that were headed southbound on highway 21 uh coming out of monroe county going into escambia county and they were north of me here somewhere working and and to be honest with you i hadn't even taken the time today to sit down and look at the news so i don't know who got that kind of damage north uh Possibly in Monroe County or even north, maybe in, uh, um, you know, in Wilcox or somewhere like that. But but some somebody close to me within driving distance got some down to trees and power outages last night because I met all the power company trucks headed back into Escambia County, Alabama this
1: afternoon. Yeah, well, like was like, like said, just uh, thank the Lord Jesus, everybody's. Uh, uh, made it through safe to sound, at least everybody that that, that I know. So, Amen. just the, the the damage is just you know something we all have to deal with from time, time. But, uh, but uh, that and it's you know time of year and we'll we'll have some more of those uh, as, as it goes along. It's not, not something we're not used to here on the Gulf Coast. Well,
0: you know, and I was talking to my son Cooper today. I said, you know, I didn't really hear anything last night, and and I mean, but I was prepared because when I went. When I went to bed, I didn't actually go to bed in the bed. I slept in the recliner, and I stayed in there. I put my flashlight by the thing, and I had my phone settings where I could get all the notifications. And rather than sleeping in my boxer briefs last night, I did put on a pair of um, of, of sleep pants so that I could look like, you know all the chunky chicks that go to the uh, Dollar General uh, in your in your <laughs> pajama britches. You know because the last thing I wanted to happen last night was to get hit by a tornado and then all of a sudden the news crew be in the front yard and I'm having to hunt a pair of pants in the dark to go be interviewed and tell them that it sounded like a freight train coming through. You know like you <laughs> know like the lady in the moo-moo always does. So I didn't oh, want right. to I didn't yeah. want to be that chick. You know what I mean? I mean, I wanted yeah, to be, yeah. yeah, I wanted to be prepared. So yeah, I did wear my sleep pants to bed last night with a pair of shoes right there uh, on the um, on the table beside the chair. That way, if you got to get up and go, you know, and and run because there's a nader outside, then you, you need to be prepared to go.
1: But like well, you I, said, I would pay money to see you do that tornado interview in your <laughs> moo-moo. <movement. laughs> well, <Yeah.
0: laughs> hey, I'm not above wearing a, <laughs> a <laughs> movie I'm, I'm I'm just here to tell you. But uh, anyway, yeah. Praise the Lord that we didn't have to go through that, and praise the Lord I didn't have to be the, the cat interviewer at uh, at daybreak because it sounded like a freight train outside when it came over. But but anyway, I'm glad, and I hope that everybody did make it through. And we're making light of what could have been a serious situation, and we are because we made it through it, you know, and, and thank so, God we yeah. did. Uh, but anyway, you know, uh, Let's talk about things going into the new year. You know, the Sports Moose Media Podcast. We've done so much football, particularly high school football, um, over the past several months, all the way back into into August. And we made it through the season. Then we made it through the first of the year. Uh, we we you know wished everybody a Merry Christmas. Hope everybody had a had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And now that we're in the uh, uh, you know. First part of the year, uh, I'm getting ready. Of course, uh, just had our first meeting last Sunday. I'm getting ready to umpire uh, some some high school uh, softball. As as I still I still umpire uh, high school girls softball in the. Uh, Alabama High School Athletic Association uh, level of play. Of course, I do some other things, some some young kids, baseball and stuff like that uh, at the Little League and, and Cal Ripken uh, age group. 10, 11, 12, uh, those those ages. So I got a lot of stuff coming up. It's fixing to get to be my busy time of the year again, even though football's over with. You know, I got to have something to keep me busy the rest of the time. And one thing that you and I have already talked about that we're going to try to do a lot of this spring and summer is is going out there and, and drowning a cricket. Or twelve, and uh, and and enjoying the outdoors, enjoying what God has provided us to enjoy here on this earth until we transition uh, to 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 the next place, and uh, and of course the thing is is you know right here in our area of the country we've got absolutely beautiful places to go hunt and fish. Of course, I'm surrounded by hunters right here right now where I'm at because we're in the middle of deer season. As a matter of fact, I don't know where all those guys are. The, of course, it was after dark, and I know it matters to some people that that because you're not supposed to hunt them after dark. But anyway, I actually, when I was coming in a while ago, I had to stop in the middle of the road right down from my house because I had to let the deer cross the road. And, I mean, they were there were a couple of does and a bunch of little yearlings and stuff like that, but, but they all crossed, and there were probably seven or eight of them. As a matter of fact, out in my vehicle right now, I just picked it up today, I've got a new game camera that I'm going to put out behind my house when I throw some corn out there. All right, game warden, not not to shoot them over the corn, okay? I'm not going to do that. I just want to take the pictures, and that's why I bought the game camera is because I want to see what I can get and draw them up right here into my backyard here on Jim Snow Road in, in Monroe County, Alabama. But uh, but one thing that we did talk about, one thing that's uh, exciting to both of us is is as we ease over into spring and the weather starts getting a little warmer, of course, we're slapdab in the middle of winter right now. But there will be some warm days and of course, we're going to have a lot of rain like we, like we did last night for about the next month and a half or so. But uh, Sooner or later, this this weather is going to kind of play out, and it's going to be fishing season again. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you and your bride just recently went fishing and uh, and picked up some uh, some good bites on some crappie.
1: Yeah, that's right. And you know, this time of year, anytime you can get out, and you know, it's safe to do so. To uh, people, you know, a lot of times they they, they want to use their boats and get out and go fishing uh, in the spring, and the summer, and then they just kind of. But, you know, the fish or animals, they have to eat and have sustenance like everything else. And they don't stop eating in the fall and the winter. They just go to different places to do it. And, you know, as the water temperature cools down, they're cold-blooded animals so that their metabolism slows down. So they don't eat as much, but they still have to eat. And uh, you get a nice day and you can get out. and, And just like you said, we live and I've lived all over the country. When you we live in probably The best area, and and when I say area, I'm including Mississippi and Louisiana, Northwest Florida, Alabama, and Georgia and Tennessee and this this area, but really the Gulf Coast area of places that I know of and even places I haven't lived in, I've fished and hunted uh, all over the country also. The Gulf Coast is, in my opinion, is, is the best. And you can go fishing almost anywhere. I mean, you can find, a you know, a creek close to the, you know, any road where there's a bridge and you can catch fish. And, you know, you downsize your gear and take some worms or crickets, like you said, you can you can catch bluegill and uh, sunfish, brim, almost wherever you go. Janet and I went over in the Mississippi the other day, and it was cold. I think the high that day was 54. There was no wind. There was a cool day uh, uh, last Wednesday, I think if I'm correct on that, over to Mississippi to a little Oxbow Lake over there in uh, the, the, the wildlife management area off the Pascagoula river and, uh, beautiful day. In, and there's lots of places like that around here too. You don't have to go to, to the, the typical places that, that we all know of the, the, the common landings and places like that. There are lots of other places you can go to. Right? Uh, but where we went, we didn't catch a, a ton, but the ones we caught were big and it was enough for a, a supper, and we, I filleted them all for uh, me and uh, myself, Janet and uh, Kaylee, my daughter, and, uh, and you know had a nice little fish fry. And uh, so, in some days you may go in the winter and not catch, catch that many. There are days, and if you go in the winter, that you may not. But uh, uh, another good winter species to go after is speckled trout. And if 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 you go and 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 look. In some of the deeper holes right now, and then if the day warms up, you can catch them out in the flats. It's just speckled trout, speckled trout, white trout, and flounder and sheephead uh, for inshore fishing. There's just lots of there's all kinds of, 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 of places to go and catch uh, and enjoy the outdoors and that God gave us and and the, the great sport of fishing, which is second to none. As uh, as our friend uh, Gene, the fishing machine, says on the YouTube channel. So, yeah, well... You know, what I don't need a boat either. I mean, you, you really don't need a boat. Well, and either that's what to... I was
0: kind of going to allude to is you know one of the things you and I have talked about, and one of the things that we want to do uh, with this podcast, you know, later on, is basically we want to prove to people that uh, that there are places that you can go and just sit on the bank and just enjoy God's creation, and just sit on the bank with v- very little money tied up into it. You know, I mean, y- you need a rod and reel or even a cane pole. You know, I mean, that would be cool to me. That that's one thing that we that we need to do. We need to go old school. Sure enough, one time, and we just need to go to a little farm pond or a creek with nothing but a cane pole. And uh, and you know, you don't need all this fancy equipment, and and you don't need these fancy lures, and you don't need to know how to how to tie a fancy knot. You know, I think my pastor. Uh, pastor Joshua Long put it best one time he he told me he said yeah if you can't tie a knot just tie a lot. You know and so you just got to get the hook to stay on there, you know. And so so you just get you know you just get on there and you just uh uh you know you, it's not fancy smancy. I mean it's it's just it's just getting out into the outdoors and just being able to uh to enjoy God's creation, and then not only that—I mean, there's a lot of satisfaction with going out there, setting out on a on a quest to to basically catch your supper, and being able to do that, and then come home and clean it up, and just the satisfaction of doing that, and then being able to cook it up yourself, and you know that uh, um, you know fish. Doesn't matter how you cook them. I mean, they're, they're just hard to beat. I mean, they're just tasty and, and uh, it, it doesn't matter whether it's brim or bass or catfish or, or whatever, just whatever you catch, clean it up, you know, fry it up and uh, and just just have a good time and, uh, you, you know, it's like I've heard you say before, you know, you, you, you have to, you, you go fishing and uh, then when you get through and, and you've got an icebox full, you just have to you know, praise God for that icebox full of fish because that's that's him providing for us like he says he will do in the Bible. He will provide us with what we need. And so when we go out, you know, hey, there are going to be days, like you said, there's going to be days even in the summertime that you go out and the wind may not be, you know, out of the right direction or whatever, or the, or the tides may be messed up that you're not going to have as good a day that day as you do each and every day. But you know, when you go out, just being out there is just so much of a, a great time, and uh, and and just you know, just like I said, just being able to enjoy what God has created and provided for us here on uh, on this side of heaven to be able to enjoy is just incredible.
1: Yep, Amen. I agree. hundred percent.
0: But uh, yeah, and you know, we're going to get into more and more of this as we as we get through. Uh, um you know g- get closer to the spring of course like i say right now we're we're headlong into deer season and of course it's cold it's it, boy i would hate to be uh knowing that i had to get up in the morning and head down the river uh i, I don't <laughs> think i'd want any part of that water in the morning because i don't know how in the world you would get yourself warm enough to stay in a boat going down the river in the morning but uh because it's it's cold out here and uh in the country right now it was about 40 degrees just a few minutes ago when i walked outside with shuggy to let him go out and and take care of his nature needs himself and uh, and he came back in in a hurry um, shuggy said no nah, man it's okay i'm i'm good he 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 made a quick trip out and back he didn't extend his stay out into the out into the yard this evening but uh yeah. but you know, it's it's just going to be a good time getting out and, and being able to, um, to to do things and talk about things that we want to. And of course, uh, you know, eventually we're gonna we're gonna roll this thing back into into some football news and everything as well. You know. Um, College football just ended last night. Congratulations to uh, the Michigan Wolverines as they defeated Washington last night, a game that I really never got into, you know, and and, and everybody knows why, you know, because uh, I'm an Alabama fan, and, and of course, uh, you know, we, we didn't make it. And, and, I mean, I watched a little bit of it, but it was just hard to watch because, I mean, really, with Washington not being a Southeastern Conference team or a team that y- you really any of us know that much about other than that they, they had a very good quarterback but but he wasn't good enough by himself to 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 beat Michigan and as uh, as Alabama fans will attest to from the uh, from the quarterfinal game from the the game that uh, Alabama played against them in the Rose Bowl Michigan was a good football team. I mean they're deservingly the national champion, no doubt about it. They they earned their right to hoist that trophy.
1: Now, you know, that's right. Uh, Alabama played a good game, but I think, you know, just from watching the game, I mean, I to me, the impression was the better team won. Uh, their quarterback, McCarthy, is an outstanding quarterback, gets rid of the ball really quick. And uh, so Alabama lost, lost in overtime. Some uh, of the same problems that, and those problems are part of the game. You can't go, well, if this hadn't happened or if that hadn't happened, well, if the other team hadn't scored more than you, then you would have won. I mean, at some point, you just have <laughs> bottom to Bottom line is that's it. <laughs> you know, the problem, the bottom line is, is they, they, they played better than we did, and they had more yards than we did, and they, and they won the game. And really, uh, uh, Washington played a pretty good game through three quarters, but by the end of the third quarter, it was like Michigan was taking control of the game, and they did. And um, Michigan, uh, hey, 15-0. Won their conference, beat a good Ohio State team, uh, beat Iowa in their conference championship, beat Alabama, and and then beat undefeated Washington. So, and congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, they they worked hard for it, and and uh, they deserve it.
0: Oh yeah, they you know, and and they're they're going to be good again next year. I know there's a lot of questions about whether whether Jim Harbaugh's going to come back and uh, and be their coach next year, but I don't think it's really going to matter who their coach. Um, you know, if he moves into the NFL. I know there's some NFL job openings that they said that he is interested in, and he's, uh, you know, I, I'm just wondering, and, and I know that, you know, I guess coaches, you know, Saban, Nick Saban found out the same thing. Nick Saban ventured into the, into the pros from LSU and went, to coach at uh, Miami, you know, and and I think his heart was always at the college level in the in the college game, and uh, and and I'm wondering whether Harbaugh might kind of take that same route, you know. He he may he may be drawn uh, by the. The bright lights and and the the stardom of uh, being an NFL coach, but I'm wondering just just the little bit that I've seen of Harbaugh, he's he's more of a rah rah type guy, and I don't think that rah rah coach really plays well on the NFL level because it's so much like a business. But I, you know, I, I'm thinking that his personality, just me personally saying this, uh, I think his personality is more suited to the college game, and I would really. He may leave and go, but I think before it's all said and done, he'll find his way back into college football.
1: Yeah, I don't think he. I, I don't think he's going. I, I think for a lot of the reasons you just enumerated, he, he's already coached in the pros before. He's coached. He coached Stanford. Remember, when he was coaching Stanford Cardinal um, uh, years ago before he coach coached in the pros. And he's sixty years old. Uh, Michigan's paying him. Essentially, pretty close. They're in the range of what any protein would play. Paying. So, uh, well, you know, and not and that, only that, that, I
0: mean, didn't didn't just a couple of years ago, he actually took a pay cut at Michigan, and right. and, and volu- did. T- voluntarily did that. Now, after winning a national championship, th- in order to keep him they're probably, the money truck's probably already stopped at his house and actually may be parked in the driveway. I mean, they, they're probably going to dump some more money on him before it's all said and done.
1: That's right. They, the only thing, they, they don't want him talking. They, want the, they don't want him to be distracted by the, by the NFL teams. And that, I think that's their condition on, on the $125 million that they offered him or something like that. But, you know, like, like him, don't like him. To me, he's a family man. He loves his family. Uh, he's a, a good church-going Christian man. Uh, I just don't think there's, a, there's much allure for that the NFL thing for him uh, there anymore. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, but, but he could. But, you know, if he leaves Michigan, it's because he's gotten sideways with some of the higher-ups and the, and the booster clubs and the, the financial supporters of the program because I think he, he, he played quarterback at Michigan. He just won a national championship at Michigan. I don't think he wants to deal with NFL players for the same reasons you, you were talking about. Nick Saban doesn't want one of the reasons he decided to leave the Dolphins and come to Alabama, a lot of it was money and, and various things. A lot of it was when you when you're coaching the NFL, you're coaching a union professionals. And people, yeah, but they're not like real union. But well, I beg to differ. If they're yeah, in they're, if they're in a union then they're in the union. Yeah, they're, and they're you know union. and 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 you can't you know, yelling at them 'em doesn't work. Um Doing, the things that you would do to motivate college kids, uh, discipline does the same to work. I mean, you know, so, I mean, I, and, and there's nothing wrong with being in a union, so don't, don't get me wrong there. I worked for uh, in, a, in a union environment for 36 years, and, and and they're some of the finest, greatest people on earth. But it's, it's, uh, it's not for everybody. To be a to be a boss in a union environment, and it didn't bother me much, or I would have wouldn't done something else. But uh, I don't think Saban likes it now, I, I don't think Harbaugh did either. So there's just lots of reasons for it. And I, I don't I think he'll he'll be staying right there in at, uh, at Michigan.
0: Well, if he does, I think he's you know I think he's good for uh, he's good for college football, and, and and I will say this with with I mean he's he's a controversial cat, you know I mean he he kind of. Uh, he he marches to the to the pace of his own drummer, and uh, and you know that may cost him somewhere along the way. Now you know there's still some stuff hanging out there about you know um, about this whole sign stealing deal and all uh, about what his involvement was. Of course, he served two different um, suspensions over that. Ended up. You know, out of a twelve-game or or a fifteen-game season, uh, he was he was on the sidelines or at the house for six of those. You know, based on his involvement in this whole uh, thing about the sign stealing, and and I don't think that's over with yet. Uh, you know, but the thing is, is is of course, even if it is not over uh, yet. He can still look in the trophy case, and there's his natty. I mean, they're not going to take the national championship away from him because he may have uh, he may have hid his involvement a little bit, or 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 not been uh, all up front about how much involved he was in that in having that situation come around him. But uh, but anyway, uh, you know he's he has got the national championship. They deserve to be there. We've already you know said all that, and and so. You know, more power to them. And next year, you know, we talked about this whole thing with uh, with it being a four-team playoff, and and people were yeah grumbling about which teams were in it, and poor Florida State, they got left out. Of course, Florida State got the hair ripped off them uh, down in the Orange Bowl by Georgia. And people say, well. They had all these kids that opted out. Well, d- those kids could have opted out whether or not they were in it or, or 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 out of it. You know, I mean, the thing is, is that Georgia Georgia went down and made a statement in that game. And Georgia said, you know what? We could have been one of the four rather than maybe Washington or, or even Alabama for that matter. Um, you know, Georgia made that statement. And, and I'll tell you what, next year is going to be, uh, an interesting year when they expand this playoff into into 12 teams, and you've got a couple extra games thrown in there, um, you know. And I and I've heard a lot of talk on on sports radio, different things. You know, what's it going to do to the rest of the bowls? Well. For one thing, we got too many bowls now. Anyway, there's like 43 bowls. So if you double up 43, that's 86. You've got 86 teams out of 130, some odd teams that are that are playing Division One football. Six and six teams should not be going to a bowl. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, you talk about a participation trophy. You know, you're just six and six. Or in in the case of some teams, if if they don't have enough six and six teams, they'll let a five and seven team
1: go to... Yeah, there was a couple of 5-and-7 teams. There (laughs) were.
0: And, and, you know, that's if you got a losing record or you're only 500, you ought not be in a bowl anyway. What you ought to be doing is you ought to be spending that time in your bowl practicing out recruiting. Because obviously, you got problems on the field right now that you need to fix. And it would just be better. I mean, I remember back in the day, and of course, we're we're aging ourselves right now, but when you talk about things the way it used to be, bowl games used to be a reward for having a good year. Now you can have yeah an average year and still make a bowl and of course you know you go to a place like the Birmingham Bowl and, and you sit and play in front of 23 people and uh, and and you know they take commercial breaks and everything else and and I don't know if I was an, if I was an advertiser, and and I was, I wouldn't spend my money advertising on a bowl game that that people aren't even watching on TV because you you've got two six and six or or a, or a seven and five and a six and six team playing each other. I mean, yeah. it, it just doesn't make make sense. There's there's too many bowl games, and it seems like every year, you know, there's there's one or two added, and it just it's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, I agree one hundred percent
0: so with all that being said uh it's too cold to fish and uh and uh and it's too windy to hunt and uh well i'll i'll tell you what i what you doing tomorrow anything
1: well yeah tomorrow i've got uh we i've got to finish cleaning up me your heart from so oh, okay This well, mess around here but i i know what you're doing tomorrow here <laughs> yeah you're going to the to the, to the I so got a stinking doctor's appointment to tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I got to go to the doctor tomorrow, and it's not even an. Ex- it's it's the same thing. It's just like these bowl games that are with six and six people. You know, when you go to the when you go to the doctor, and it's either the see my two favorite doctors to go to is the um, the skin doctor and the dermatologist and the and the cardiologist because the skin doctor and the and the heart doctor they have the best looking nurses. I'm going to the podiatrist in the morning, and I don't understand what it is. And I'm not saying I'm not even going to call the name of my doctor because I don't want people to to go go in and check out the nurses and 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 let them know that I talked bad about them. But podiatrists just don't have they don't have the hottest nurses. I mean, the, the, I mean, I I guess it's. You know, we we've talked about this before, and I guess they're so far down the list on the on the, kind of the body part exchange system until they just don't draw they don't draw the hot nurses to the podiatrist office. I don't get it. But anyway, I've got to go in, and basically, what I've got to do is go pay a fifty-dollar copay for a for a pedicure tomorrow. It's basically what I'll do because I mean that's about all that happens. And I started going to the podiatrist because I've I've been diabetic since I was uh, fourteen years old, and so I have you know issues that I want to kind of head off with my feet. And so yeah. so that's one things that the podiatrist does is he looks and 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 talks about my feet, and then charges me a fifty dollar copay and and does a little pedicure for me and then i'm I'm in and out of there in probably less than thirty minutes but yeah i mean it's just it's it's not an exciting trip to the doctor not nearly as exciting as Going to the dermatologist or the, or the cardiologist.
1: Yeah, I don't you know, know what it is. <laughs> I mean, they don't even hook you up to
0: any machines in there. I mean, it's just it's like it's like you go in and it's a guy with a set of gloves and a toenail clipper. I mean, <laughs> I mean, hook hook me for fifty bucks. Hook me up to something that beeps. I want to hear some beeping. You know, I mean, do something. Do something for me. But uh, well, but, next but time anyway, I go to the yeah, that's
1: that's. Instead of Janet taking me, to sleep, you can go with me because when I go to the cardiologist, it's always it's always something going on, man. And 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 I can tell you, you know, I'd have to say on average that the, the cardiology nurses, at least the cardiology associates, they're they're, they're you know they're very attractive, yeah. and, but they're very professional. And uh, there's always plenty of whirls and, and whistles and beeps going on, especially if I've been there. My, well, my and, and, and you know, and I what, that really old song said I I I I. I, I, I my heart beats to a different drum for sure. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> no doubt. It you does. know, and, and I mean, because I remember when you were in there having your uh, your pacemaker put in. I mean, gee whiz, I wish you would go back more often. I mean, I would go, <laughs> I would go sit with you and the every time you go to the. To to the heart doctor in the hospital, I'm going to go sit with you because I mean the the nurses just keep coming in and and yeah, they
1: did fear that way and <laughs> and, the, and the next
0: one's better looking than the last one was. I don't get it. I mean, but it's I mean it's it's worth the trip. I mean, yeah. I I just I just enjoy the trip and and you know I mean and and then you're there too, you and Janet. I get to talk to y'all, but uh, yeah. but anyway, there's you know there's always. Everybody's got an angle, you know what I mean? I mean, there's a reason to go for whatever. You have to find the reason, but yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah I'm so doing so I'm, I'm just team. going, but, but I am just going to the podiatrist. And then what what is really bad about the whole deal is not only is it a trip to the podiatrist in the morning, I've got to leave the house like at 6.30 to make it to the 8 o'clock appointment. So, I mean, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm mean, i getting out of bed early and, and just, yeah, it's... It's just, it's hard to get motivated to go. It really is.
1: Well, be be careful, you know, especially with it being cool. And, and I've noticed myself uh, uh, in the evenings coming back from Atmore and coming back from Mississippi that uh, the deer are really moving around. It's been a cool year. It hasn't been a brutally cold year. But, uh, of course, you know, the deer like to move around when it's when it's nice and cool. And uh, and they don't like to move around when it's been raining too much. So, during storms, they usually, you know, they, yeah, they, they hunker down and find they hunker down around the base of a tree somewhere in, in, in the bushes, and uh, so they'll they'll be out and about in the morning, uh, and you'll be leaving the house just just about daylight. So, yeah, well, uh, the
0: boys next to me, I mean, when they're leaving, going to get in there, uh, and it all depends on the wind in the morning whether or not they're going to go uh, be going in, and getting in those tree stands or, or shooting houses yeah. in the morning. But, um, but yeah, they usually – they they're leaving the camp house at about five o'clock, and I usually leave for work at six. So we kind of dodge each other, um, a, a little bit. So they'll be out and about. But you're right. Um, but around here, I don't see deer as often early in the morning as I do. Uh, like I said Damn. earlier, earlier when I came in, and this was about, this was between six and six thirty. I I promise you, I had to stop the vehicle. In the road and let the deer walk from one. I mean, they were crossing, and there were probably eight to easily eight to ten. And I had to stop at two different crossing points because they're coming out of a peanut field, or that was peanuts, and they're they're crossing the dirt, dirt road to get into the woods where um out here where I live. So yeah, I mean they're they're out and about, no doubt about it. Uh, and and you you're right. You do have to be careful because it's happened to me before. They will tear a vehicle up.
1: Yeah, they sure will. Especially on fifty nine two twenty five. I mean, they you know they just do. I mean, I had several highways that 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 as management that we didn't want our trucks going down after it got dark. They were just off limits because of the amount of deer that that you know. I mean, and when a deer, it if they can, they would tear up an almost total, you know, a, a big diesel tractor. And so uh, you, know, you can imagine what they did to a smaller vehicle. And of course, a lot of people, a lot of people are injured and killed uh, by deer every year. So just, just have to be careful and be deer aware out there. So.
0: Yeah, one one thing that I did see that did more damage than a deer one time, as I remember when I worked as a as a sheriff's deputy for Scambia County, uh, I had to work a wreck one time where a lady hit a cow at about 10 o'clock at night, and it was a Ooh. solid black uh, cow had gotten out of the had gotten out of the pasture and was standing in the middle of the road, and she uh, this lady never saw it, and Thank the good Lord, she was uninjured because she was wearing her seatbelt. Now I did I, I do think that she got rudely introduced to an airbag, but uh, but the airbag and everything in the seatbelt saved her. But uh, but but the cow didn't fare very well, but the vehicle fared worse. Um, in that battle, the cow was declared the winner. And, um, and, 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 um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, that, that was rough. Um, anything out there on the road, I mean, you just have to be careful. And not only that, be, be careful of other people too. Cause I mean, dude, there's some, um, people drive aggressively uh these days and the older I've gotten I guess I've just gotten softer in my old age I mean I I drive like an old guy I do and and I don't apologize for it because you know i'm I'm 60 years old I'm still here because I drive uh, drive slower now and and I'm just trying to to make it to Point A to Point B as safely as I can, but you got you got some people out there, and I don't know why, but there's two states. Have you ever been out on the interstate? Two states that seem to be the most aggressive. One of them's Georgia, and the other one's Texas. I don't know why these people that are coming through Alabama are such in a dang big hurry to get back to Texas, because I've been to Texas. There's really not much there to get back to see, but uh, but but there, you know, and especially when you're driving through Alabama, slow down and enjoy Alabama just a little bit, and you. People from Georgia, please, y'all just go ahead and drive crazy because we want y'all out of Alabama and back into Georgia as quick as we can get you there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that with the Texas, they do drive fast I lived out there for uh, uh, five and a half years, and uh, they—it's just a lot more wide open spaces out there. And, and 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 but really, the worst drivers typically are the ones from the. Houston or, or Dallas or Austin. Oh, Dallas That's is terrible. I, I never yeah.
0: will forget being, I was, I think I was 15 years old with my, still had my learner's permit, didn't even have a license yet, and we were going, my grandfather and I, J.C. Keel, uh, we left Atmore because we had, I had an aunt that lived out in Oklahoma, and uh, it was, it was, it was my it was my mama's sister, and uh, and she lived out there, and, and and so we were going out to visit them, and uh, my grandfather took me along, and I never will forget. It was a little silver, it was like a, a Datsun or a Toyota. I think it was a Toyota, maybe a little uh, um, little compact ride that that we were in. I think I think it was even like a little station wagon, and it was it was a stick shift. And my grandfather made me drive because he didn't want to drive. And of course, Papa was teaching me to do things like Papas are supposed to do with their grandsons. And so he was going to teach me how to drive, and I was going to learn that going from Atmore to uh, to Oklahoma. Well, when we got to Dallas, I got the uh, kind of the baptism by fire in the traffic of Dallas, Texas, and I found out in a hurry that you either drive fast like everybody else or they will run you over. And so yeah. so yeah, that's <laughs> dear, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, you you have to you have to when in Rome, you drive as the Romans and when you're in Dallas you drive like the Texans. You got to get on get on with it or you're yeah. going to end up yeah, they, being they a statistic. But anyway, well, that's all. uh, That's all I had tonight. I mean, uh, I think we covered a lot of topics, and some, maybe a couple of them, were legit. Most of it was just chit-chatting, but it's been a lot of fun, anyway.
1: What? That's well, all right. I mean, you know, it's a it's a new year. We well, like to say we got lots of big things coming up. Uh, hopefully, we can still do one of our podcasts while while we're fishing. And, uh, oh just, yeah, we're
0: we're going to be able just, to not, do that. Might
1: even film, not even film one. And uh, <laughs> well, I'm, and, you know, I'm working
0: on that right now too. Is uh, is uh, I'm working on uh, on a software uh, where I can go in and do some uh, some video editing so that we can uh, so that we can do. Uh, do podcasting, do some video podcasts that we can actually put on, uh, on YouTube and, uh, and on Facebook and stuff. And so that'll be cool. And, uh, you know, I mean, even though I will say this, I'm going to be the first to admit, I'm not going to speak for Rick. I'm just going to do this to myself. I do have a face that's made for radio. It's uh, it's not really made for TV. But, um, but, uh, but anyway. Hey,
1: look, I, Paul Feinbaum made it. So we, we, we can make it through. Well, yeah. Besides, we may have some guests on there. You know, if I some of the nurses from the, the podiatrist office and cardiologists and and things like that, so who
0: knows? No doubt, we'll, we'll make an interesting somehow. out. <laughs> no doubt, yeah, it'll be fun. But uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, this has been a good time tonight, and and we hope that y'all will continue to tune in and listen as we are we are rapidly approaching. It's not going to be long. We will have uh, um, we will have a, a thousand downloads. That's kind of our goal. You know that that's our first big. Uh, Landmark situation. Of course, we've we keep adding and keep adding it and keep adding every time. So, um, if if you hear something on here that you like, or if you just think it's funny, or or if you think that hey, these guys are a little entertaining or whatever, then uh, certainly invite your friends to uh, listen in and uh, share the podcast with them. We're available anywhere that you can get podcasts um, on on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, on uh, Podbean, uh, just a, a lot of places. Anywhere that you can get a podcast, you can find this. As a matter of fact, I'm even putting it on uh, uh, on X and uh, and TikTok and places like that now. So it's available. So uh, just when you see us out there, it's called the Sports Moose Media Podcast. And by all means, uh, tune in and listen, and, and we'll be glad. And, and don't don't be a, don't be scared to comment now. Let us know what you think, good or bad, because the only way we're going to get any better is for you to let us know what you think about what we're doing. So there you go. There you go, Rick. It's been fun, buddy.
1: Yep, it has been as always.
0: Hey, maybe we can get together tomorrow after I go and uh, and see the homely looking nurses, and maybe we can have a have a <laughs> cup of coffee at the Cracker Barrel tomorrow or something.
1: There you go. There you go. Give me a call. I will. We can do that. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. All right, buddy. All right, man. Good night.